0: Hello, and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, chaplain, and more. Later you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like address, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today, feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson.
1: Let's look in John chapter 21 because this is just an amazing chapter. In John chapter 21, We're going to begin in verse 1 and read through here just a little bit. Christ has been risen. Mary, the, the women have gone to anoint Christ. And they came back and they said, well, he's not there. They saw the angel. They went back and they told the disciples. And one place it says that the disciples did not believe except in John's... And as a matter of fact, I'll just go there real quick because it's in John 20 in verse 8. Then the other disciples who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For yet they did not know the Scriptures that he must rise again from the dead. And the disciples went away again to their own homes. Now that leads us to chapter 21 verse 1. Because in those verses... Some of them didn't know. They didn't believe. But so, it says in verse 1 of chapter 21, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. So now he's going to show us how he, he explained, how he showed himself. Simon Peter and Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. I'm going to go back to what I used to do. I blew it, and there must not be any hope for me. I'm going to go back to what I did before. And everybody says, Okay, we're going to go back too. Right? Isn't that what they... And they said to him, We're going with you also. And they went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night taught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet his disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. I'm going to stop just real quick because here's another thought that came to me. I, I realized this morning, why would the Holy Spirit inspire that Jesus cooks breakfast for these men if it hadn't actually occurred? You see, if I were writing the gospel, I don't think I would take the time to say that, well, Jesus made breakfast for the disciples. But it has to deal with the character and the person of Christ. And I just want you to think about it because it deals with the inspiration of the scripture. Because he cares for us and for our every need. They've been out working in all the ways. They've been out working all night. And they needed something to eat. And that's why then, verse 7, Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. That when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. There's not holding any Peter back any longer, right? He's not going to stand back. He just jumps into the water. I'm going to Jesus. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for it was not far off from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them and likewise the fish. Now this is the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now we get into a place where we've seen and Peter's denial, and Peter's repentance, and coming back, and his life has changed. He wants to be close to Jesus. He wants to see Jesus. He wants to be near Him. And it's interesting because Jesus calls him Simon Peter. You know, there's something about names in the Bible. Simon was his original name, and of course, Jesus says, I'm going to call you Peter, that pebble, that little rock. Not that massive rock, not the great Petra, but I'm going to call you that little pebble. Maybe because he was a little hard-headed. Maybe because some other things. And sometimes Jesus refers to Peter as Simon. And he does that to remind them of his old nature. But when he's talking about Peter in his new nature, Peter in his new life, and Peter in his zeal, he calls him Peter. Peter upon this rock I will build my church. But notice here he says so when they had eaten breakfast Jesus said to him, this is verse 15, Simon Peter Simon son of Jonah do you love me more than these? He calls him Simon remembering that old man and he uses a word here because we only have one word for love and the Greek has multiple words he uses the word agapeus. Agape love is the highest kind of love. It is a love that God has for us. For God so loved the world. Agapeo. Agapeus. He loved us to that point where he gave his only son. And that's what Jesus asked him Simon, do you have a godly, wonderful, the highest level of love toward me? And he says to him, Yes, Lord, you know I have love for you, but he says, I have filial love. I have a brotherly love for you. I don't know that I could have the greatest kind of love. And I wonder if Peter isn't looking at himself and thinking, I denied you. I denied you when you needed me. I wasn't there. I, I can't say that I have the greatest love for you. And he says, I have brotherly love. Jesus says to him, he said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Do you have Agapeo's love for me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I have brotherly love for you. I love you like a brother. I have a high love for you, but it's not the greatest love. I have filial love for you. He said, tend my sheep. I think it's interesting that Peter denies the Lord three times. Three times he asked him, feed my sheep, feed my lamb, tend my sheep. Then he said the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you have agapeo love for me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things that I have filial love for you. Peter's looking at himself, and he can't bring himself to say, I'm all that. Because the old Peter has said, I'm all that. I will die for you. I will do anything for you. I will go to to the grave for you. I'll do everything. And now Peter's not so sure that he wants to say, I've got the greatest love for you. But you see, Jesus is restoring this man. He is taking him and showing him and restoring him and bringing him back to a place. Because three times he says, Tend my sheep. Three times he says, Hi, this is Paul Thomas. Sorry to interrupt your listening. Permit us to take a moment let you know how you can contact us at School of Ministry. You can now reach us at School of Ministry Resources.org or BibleLandmarks.com. You can also reach us at PO Box 837 Valley Springs, California 95252. Thank you for tuning in. Now back to the message. It's interesting. When we look at the Gospel of John Mark, the Gospel of Mark, that John Mark gives this example, and let me just read very quickly in Mark sixteen three through eleven, says, "Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, the Mary, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices, that they might come and anoint him very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from this door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they've laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. The night that Jesus had gone to the garden, he told Peter, After I'm raised, I'll go to Galilee before you. Now the angel is reminding the women, go tell Peter. Go tell all the disciples, but especially tell Peter. Do you think that God loves you enough that right where you are, He knows exactly what you need to bring you back to that place? He knows exactly where you are, and he cares for you, and he just takes the time to make sure he says your name. And he deals with us all differently. John Mark, we remember the writer of this gospel. We remember how in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, He is the son of Barnabas, and you know that Paul and Barnabas are going out on the missionary journeys. They're sent out by the church at Antioch, and Barnabas takes his nephew, John Mark. Now, Paul is an amazing man. Think about it. As a matter of fact, somebody just did on Google Maps, they figured out how far Paul Walked and how far he traveled on all of his missionary journeys. And we've been studying in in our Sunday school class and seeing all of the places where he sailed and where he walked. And they said that he traveled over 15,000 miles in three missionary journeys. And most of that, over half of it, was by land. That means he walked 7,800 miles, they figure, that the Apostle Paul walked. And you remember the stories how Paul says that he entered into one city. And one city, actually, he enters in and they stone him. And they leave him for dead. And what does he do? He shakes off the stones, gets up, goes back into the city. (laughs) Now, this is a man unlike anybody I've ever met. Because if they stone me, I'm not going back. I take it they don't want me there, right? And I'll, very good, I'll go somewhere else they do want me. Not Paul. You stole me, I'll show you. I'm going to preach the gospel even harder. And then they give him 39 lashes. And then... They leave him shipwrecked, and over and over. But Paul says that his greatest care was for the his care for the churches. That was the biggest thing in his life. I've said all of that because I want you to recognize how sold out, how dogmatic, how uh, just amazing the Apostle Paul. And now here's this young man, Barnabas, Barnabas's nephew, John Mark. And I think he has to say, maybe this is my translation, my understanding, hey, I didn't sign up for all this. I didn't sign up to walk 7,800 miles. Ah, this isn't what I expected it to be. I expected that we were going to be out there and seeing thousands come to Christ and we're going to do all these great things. And I didn't expect that people were going to hate us. Throw us in prison. I didn't sign up for this. I'm going home. I'm going back to Jerusalem where the church is. We got it going on and great things are happening. And why am I saying that? Because later on in chapter 15 in the book of Acts, Barnabas wants to bring Paul again as they go the second way. And Paul says, no, he's a quitter. We don't need him.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue, that's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.